So there are lots of things we want to do with this really exciting podcast, but the main thing we want to do is get young, unsigned bands with original music to send us their recordings, the recordings that they're proud of, and we'll discuss them in the way that you'll hear in this podcast where we discuss our own song. We need your material. Send it to us and send it to us on pandemicpodcast at gmail.com. That's pandemicpodcast at gmail.com. Pandemic, pandemic with a B, B A N D E M I C, pandemicpodcast at gmail.com. And you will see that email address on the description for this podcast. Please send us your music and we will give it an outlet in these difficult times. Right, so the reason we wanted to do this, and this is going to be called Bandemic, I think, as long as people agree. Bandemic. 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 Because it's starting in the middle of a pandemic. And the reason we wanted to do this was because when our song went out on Strawberry Radio, yeah, uh, it was amid a program which wasn't presented. So it had lots of links in the middle. It had some good songs on it. Ours was the best. We can do it without you. She can do it without you. She can live without you. She can do it without you. But it had some good songs yeah. on it. And it Obviously. had nobody in between saying, uh, uh, which was a major disappointment. It had nobody in between saying, oh, that's uh, Aftermath from Macclesfield. Quite a, quite a nice tune, that. Uh, and talking about, the, talking about the songs, talking about the bands. So when we heard that, we just thought, well, hang on. Um, there's a space here for a program or a podcast. There's a huge gap. So if we get people to send their unsigned tunes, their songs from their bands, their original songs, to our podcast, then we can do it better than that. So that's that's like the germ of the idea. We can put together yeah. we can put together songs and we can actually discuss them, uh, like a jukebox jury, which has happened a, a long time in the past. I don't know if there's any kind of version of that now, but there was all those famous DJs like John Peel who would get people to send their music to him and he would play it out on the radio, and that doesn't seem to exist anymore either. But that Stockport programme is a fantastic idea, except that somebody jams it together on a Sunday afternoon probably and sticks links in between the songs and nobody talks about the songs. So that's a major flaw in it that we just decided that we we can clear up. You can't gig. You can't get, um, you can't really get your songs heard properly. There might have been a Beatles. You know what I mean? There could, they could have been a band emerging that was the, the next Beatles, but they've got nowhere to gig. And famously, the, uh, the Beatles went off to Hamburg and gigged every night in, in Germany. But you can't gig at all and haven't been able to gig for quite a long time. So you might have had the emergence of a fantastic band which has fallen to bits because they can't gig and so people don't want to rehearse. And I think we know that. Because you, or however much you might want to get together and play, if there's nothing making you rehearse, like we had, thanks to Annabelle, we had the garden gig. That was fantastic because it made us rehearse and it probably made us that much better to have done that rehearsing and then do that gig. We had that opportunity. But since then, obviously, we haven't been able to do that. And if you imagine, uh, if you multiply us by however many bands there would be in the UK and across the world that haven't been able to become a band properly or might have fallen to bits through all sorts of differences and thinking, right, okay, well, what's the point? Uh, how many bands we might have lost during that process? So 
Um, has anybody else any thoughts on that? Well, it's nice to see you've got your TV voice back. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was always there. I think I've definitely missed gigging so much. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the thing about a gig is it's, I heard somebody actually say today on the radio that a gig is worth a thousand rehearsals. And it is, isn't it? So like when you that feeling you come off the back of a gig uh, with and that, that clarity that you're able to look at your songs with and your performances with after a gig and the feedback you get is just immeasurable, really. And for, for you not to be able to have that uh, and not to know when that's coming back. I mean, there must be so many bands that have just, just dissolved, really, and, and, and might never survive out of the other end of, of such a long time out. What's, what do you think, Sam? Uh, well, yeah, I agree. And I think that um, there's not many other outlets to you know, put your music on or show it off really as well as yeah. you can in a gig. Because um, like when it goes on the radio, uh, you can't really, like you said, you can't really say anything about it because you're not there. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to sort of advertise it. I think it's hard in for a every, way, anyone in a way to that advertise. All, uh, yeah. It's a, yeah. what, what do you think, Annabelle? But is, I, I mean, the, the other thing about you, Annabelle, is you you go to a lot of gigs. I mean, I, you know, I would I would go to the odd one. I would go to the odd um, quite big event, really. You were going to gigs quite regularly, and not only can you not gig yourself, um, but you can't do that either. Or, or I'm imagining you haven't done much of that for quite a long time. So, what, what's that yeah. been like? Um, well, I, I, yeah, they're like my source of serotonin, really. <laughs> the healthiest yeah. form yeah um <laughs> yeah um and i went to like 30 last year and now i've been to one this year right um, not including hours no <laughs> not including hours no. <laughs> no yeah um and it's just not the same they do like live things online but it's not the same as having sweaty people screaming songs around you yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and how's it felt to miss that what you know i mean if you went to that many you're going to pretty much one a week yeah so what what have of. you filled that with um listening to music at every second i can um just sad moments alone where i miss them yeah watch my gig videos back <laughs> I actually before this lockdown literally the day before everything kind of shut I bought myself some really nice speakers so I could listen to music really nicely well done and that was a good investment yeah, uh, yeah. We're, yeah. we're supposed to be going to see Kings of Leon later um, oh no middle of next year yeah I don't know if that's happening that's yeah. yeah and that's the thing isn't it you just don't know whether it's going to happen yeah you don't know how long it's going I mean I would imagine to be honest by after March next year um, things are starting to, to open up yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I just I just wonder how I mean does anybody know bands that have kind of broken up in the process or you know would have become a band but haven't been able to um, because because of the circumstances really. Well, I, I think the thing is, it was hard hard enough to promote already and get yourself out there. Like we wouldn't. I don't think we'd actually know the bands that had broken up anyway. No. Um, no. Yeah. I don't. I, but I think the ones that have done really well, like in the past, like. Snow Patrol have managed to have a live audience, like a huge live audience on their Instagram stories. Yeah, they're always doing always that doing thing. that and keeping that going. Paul McCartney as well. He's yeah. been doing loads of it, stuff. It, I think it would have been nice if they supported like 
smaller bands. Yeah. Because they're always going to have a platform yeah and that's the other end of it isn't it not only are they like the the band's in trouble really the music maker's going to be in trouble but the venues the venues are going to be in trouble because i don't know how many annabelle how many uh, different venues you you would you would have gone to to see the gigs that you went to all of those gigs um how many how many venues would be involved in that um well there's this this festival thing that goes on in manchester it's called neighborhood but it's not the weekend one it's like a one-day one that goes around loads of venues in Manchester. Mm-hmm. So that is a really good one, but I feel like because of with um, Gorilla having the worrying shutting down thing. Yeah. But it was saved, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, it is a very big worry that the small venues will close and then the little bands won't be able to play them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it'll only be big bands, and then eventually they will die out. Yeah. That's right, yeah, because there's no throughput. Yeah. And, uh, and, and do you think that those venues will, will survive, will have survived after all of this? Well, hopefully with the support of literally, like, most teenagers out there, it's a big part of our lives is going to concerts. So um, having the big, like, social media platforms and stuff and then the big creators coming on and giving them money to keep them open it's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. so Sam how much have you missed it because obviously you get it I remember speaking to you after that garden gig that we managed to do in Annabelle's garden uh, with how many people maybe 30 30 people Sticking yeah to regulations uh, yeah mm-hmm. in the regulations in yeah. the bubbles <laughs> yeah and all that stuff uh, socially distanced of course sometimes you have to believe love will go Sometimes you have to believe love will come. Sometimes you have to believe love will come. Sometimes you have to believe love will come. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Um, and I know, I know. Speaking to you, Sam, straight after that, you, you, uh, you the, the the words you said to me straight after it was, "I just want to go on there again." So it obviously gives you a bit of a rush uh, yeah. doing that. Which you know, when you consider that you, we don't, we don't want to just started by going to open mic nights, uh, quite a lot of open mic nights, and then starting to be able to get gigs. And I've forgotten how many how many we've done actually, but it must be something like is it three or four? Um, that, yeah. you, you just start to get that rush. Exactly of how think, that is, and, and then it goes missing. Yeah, yeah. I think I get I get a lot more of a rush out of playing it than I do from watching it. Um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. With uh, that. Yeah, I do. I definitely miss that. Like, you know, there's not a day that goes by I don't think. Oh, I wish we were going to play a. Yeah. You know, just playing a pub, playing a pub or something like that. Anything really, because even when. Even when we were playing in the pub for, you know, like we were on for like half an hour or something. Yeah. You know, people sort of appreciating it and feeling it. You know, you you felt it yourself. You felt them feeling what you're playing and it's, you can't really, 
find that anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. So what I think bands will have done then, uh, you know, uh, the, the good ones, or the creative ones, would have kind of thought, well, okay, we can't play live. Uh, we're going to record. But I think what, what, what you find is, and I definitely find this, is, and I knew I would find this, is that actually the recording process is horribly frustrating because yeah. it doesn't give you the same rush. It, and and uh, it takes a, a lot of time to be able to get things right. And then you feel like when you've recorded it, have, I, have we actually got this right? Is this a sound that was in my head before we started or yeah. have we all compromised? Well, that's the thing. Also, uh, a lot of the recording stuff is afterwards and it's usually just one person doing that. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's not it's not very inclusive. That's and right. then then all you've got is what I thought it would sound like. But when you play live, yeah. everyone's putting their, their bit in and yeah. what they think it would sound like. Yeah. I think when it's it like recorded as well, you have a bit of a pressure to finish it and to like end up with a finished product. And whereas when you play live, you can change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. you go along. Also, yeah. mistakes don't matter live, really. I know. I mean, yeah. they do, but on recording, it's, if it's you make funny, a mistake, you, you stress yourself out recording it over and over and yeah. over again. Yeah. There's um, a lot of these songs that we're, we're wanting to record as well that we haven't had a reaction from yet. Yeah. Um, and we haven't we haven't really had much time to, you know, sort of think about the things we could improve. Yeah. Because we haven't played it. Yeah. As much as we'd like to. That's right, yeah. yeah. And I guess you get out, you get out of practice playing as well, don't yeah. you? A, a little bit, and certainly get out of practice playing together. And there's not there's not that pressure on. And I, I, I don't know, but I, I would imagine most people in most bands require the pressure to do the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once once you've just got loads of weeks and months um, ahead of you, and then you get the added uh, dis, uh, disability of not being able to get together, get the whole band together, then that causes causes difficulties for for being able to to do parts and I, it, it just it just ends up in a really but however we have we have recorded we have we recorded have. some good we, stuff i think yeah i think we've learned quite a lot as well yeah, yeah we have through, definitely through that recording process although we might not want to you know release a great deal of what we have recorded we've definitely learned yeah. a hell of a well, lot well look yeah. at sorry we missed you now there's like yeah. two yeah. new bits in that what's that, that? sorry we missed you oh our our our, our I don't know how to describe it. It's our song. Out yeah. soon. <laughs> um, Jazz hands. Yeah. And there's lit- there's a bit in that that we never knew would be there, like the bassy bit. Yeah. Um, and then that bit at the end where it kind of just goes crazy. That gives me crazy. chills. I love that bit. Yeah. And the sorry we missed you's coming. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's our new song, and that's the, the, the song that we're pretty excited about. And we recorded that one afternoon, mainly one afternoon, one Friday afternoon. Well, actually, sorry we missed you was a whole day. Was it a whole day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We were all here, and uh, in the afternoon we started to think of different harmonies we could put on it as well, which we'd never experimented with. And because of the, I guess Sam's point is good because because of the time we've had to be able to do that, and we've not been under pressure to get to gigs and and do that sort of stuff. We have been able to originate material, work on it, and then in the recording process actually put more on it than we thought. Because I mean. Um, Annabelle was doing backing vocals on that as well. They come through really well. They do, yeah. 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 Do you enjoy doing that, Annabelle? Um, it's a bit stressful for me. <laughs> <laughs> as the drummer. As the drummer. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Imagine doing that live. <laughs> I know, yeah. How hard would that be? Well, you've set yourself up now because you will have to do it live. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, uh, we're talking about it. Sorry we missed you is uh, loosely based on the film 
which was directed by is it Ken Loach? Uh, that's the name I remember. Yeah. yeah, and is about a delivery van driver. Um, and plays on that idea of the card we all get through the door sometimes uh, with Sorry We Missed You on the top. But is a political statement in this film about people being missed out. And also in the song is mentioned a, a social care worker as well. And it, and it, it just sort of draws on the idea that um, people have been missed uh, generally, but maybe certainly in, uh, during the pandemic. So let's listen to that song. Sleep in between because the dreams won't let her finish one Daylight dawns and no one understands Cause gone are the days when someone can hold her hand And you can, you can ask what it means But you might as well have a wolf moon in a January sky Just how it goes. Sorry. 
Sorry We Missed You by Aftermath from Macclesfield and that is us that's our band and that's the song that we've come up with during the uh, during the pandemic during lockdowns um, uh, putting it together as we could um, how does everybody feel about it how love it's come it. out it's absolutely brilliant. love it it's amazing yeah we're basically waiting for a more final version back as well aren't we from um, yeah Alex Archer, Archer yeah Alexander from Archer London you our are, producer yeah um, who is he um, well Shall I tell the whole story? Yeah. Um, so it was from Reddit. He was on Reddit. Stop laughing. Um, <laughs> and uh, basically I put out um, our song Another, which Charlie wrote, the lead guitarist. And we got a lot of good feedback about that. Um, so basically he just sent a message one day and I kind of remember looking at it and just thinking, oh, Okay, and then I saw what he'd written, and I was really excited. Um, what did he write? He basically just wanted to produce some of our music, mix it properly, and see what it sounded like. So we sent him "Unforgettable," which is now on Spotify and Apple Music, and everything else. Yes. And we were really happy with it, so we sent him a couple of others. Yeah. We sent. Yeah. What did we send him? We sent uh, him "Why Must I Live a Lie," mm-hmm. and then "Sorry, I Missed You." So why must I live a lie? Still kind of in, in some kind of production somewhere. So sorry, Misty. The version that we've just heard, actually, is our own sort of cut of of that. Is that right, Charlie? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, that's basically everything we've done. Yeah. So we've sent it off to Alexander Archer in London, that London, and he's now doing touches on it that we expect will make it still yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, than we think it is now. Um, what's it like to sing, Sam? Smashing. 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 It's just, it's just it like you can just let rip on it and, <laughs> uh, and not really care. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it's such a, you know, you've got these amazing full chords to play to or to sing to even. And it just feels great to smash out. Yeah, it's and you could literally time. just sit on an acoustic guitar and play it by yourself. Yeah. 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 Um, what, what about the drum bit, Annabelle? What about the drum bits? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I just I just love going a bit mad. Yeah. <laughs> and letting all my anger out. Yeah. Rip. And I think I think that's the thing about the song is is isn't it? And Sam will probably know best because he's singing the words. But I I know I know when we were working out the words and working how out how it went, it was it was about anger. And I know Josie used to say when she'd finished playing the bass on it that she felt angry at the end of it. Yeah. Whenever was I it? feel angry, I want to play that song. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it, it is an angry song. And the thing I love about it is because I'm a little bit older. And um, what I what what I wanted to try to try and recreate there was that kind of uh, band of the uh, the middle nineteen seventies to the nineteen eighties, which is obviously long before you lot were born. Um, but that that idea that you would go out on stage and intimidate 
you know that, um, and and you'll have seen, you'll have seen video footage of it, and you might you know you know Annabelle might tell me that she's seen plenty band modern bands exactly like this, but what I used to watch people like Paul Weller of the Jam and um, and the Clash and people like that, and as a a then kind of uh, what nine ten year old boy, I was frightened watching that music. I went to school with people who dressed like they did and and had the bleached hair and the and the safety pins and the all all that kind of stuff and the Harrington jackets they called them at the time and the Doc Martin boots. I would have loved to have been yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, but 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 um, I went I went to school in a pit village in in, in Durham, a, a rough area, and you wanted as as a as a as a kid from a kind of. Um, a better to do estate, you wanted to stay out of their way. You see what I mean? So actually, I I migrated a little bit at the time. I migrated a little bit away from that music because it sort of scared me. Even when I saw bands like Madness, yeah, you know, there was a kind of uh, intimidation about them, which now I look at. You know, I look out on 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 YouTube videos and that kind of thing, and just think that that is incredible that they go on and perform like that uh, in front of a crowd. And they they get people, uh, you know what they used to uh, pogoing is what they used to call it, you know that kind of mad manic dance, and it used to intimidate you. And that that the, the song that we've got there, sorry we missed you, has a political thing to say clearly, um, but also the just the idea that you can go onto a stage and sort of play that to an audience and sort of knock them against the back wall with music in that intimidating way that the likes of Weller did in the Jam, yeah. Um, that's 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 I mean we have other very different songs but that idea that they, that those bands could do that was incredible I mean have have you all watched the the, the videos of that kind of that kind of band yeah of course definitely. all night yeah. yeah don't go to sleep and Annabelle do we see bands many bands like that now um yeah there's um you know the blinders right they when I saw them live they were like all kitted out in black and they were wearing like black makeup yeah it was all very like aggressive but it was it was really good yeah and well, it, it, it kind of it's the way it's it's the way it makes you feel yeah well i i i still remember that jules holland episode where the folds are on and uh, he shouted in that woman's face screamed right. his lyrics <laughs> yeah um i loved that yeah like you hadn't seen that in a while uh-huh. and it, it it was just like it was because I've seen bands now and they just kind of stand up and play and say something in the middle and, yeah. you just, and you're just kind of very uninvolved. That's right, but yeah. They're look, that. yeah they're, they've got a name for them, haven't they? They're looking at the shoes, aren't they? They're kind of shoe, shoegazers bands. And um, I think that's what they call them, isn't it? I think Oasis, that's what Oasis were calling other bands when they kind of came through and have called them yeah. ever since the the kind of shoegazing bands because I mean Oasis are a very good example of that kind of intimidation really they came on yeah. and they looked like you were lucky to be there to see them mm. well that's exactly and, what that, they and, would that, say. and that's that's that that makes them almost you know it's it's almost it's like I mean they had great songs but even if they had less good songs if they carried them with those, that attitude it 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 just empowers the songs. It's like it makes the songs ten times better yeah. than they are because you're kind of looking at people who just seem to not care that you're there. You know what I mean? It's unsmiling. It's it's overpowering, and it's it's kind of you are lucky to be in our presence. And uh, and I I, I kind of like that. I know when we were rehearsing, sorry we missed you in in uh, the barn. Um, that look on your face, uh, Sam, during that, which was unsmiling. 
and probably actually uh, I heard uh, was it Gary Newman Gary Newman once said that um, people used to say how, how you know how, how did you how did you get up and not smile like that and he said I, I was just I didn't realize I wasn't smiling it was just because I was nervous and I was trying to remember the words so it can it can be for other reasons but it actually carries a great performance if 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 the band just comes out and snarls I think and it intimidates in a way that I was saying about those bands when I was a kid I didn't buy their records because you were scared Kind of, yeah. yeah. Kind of, yeah. And I, I, know, I know that's a kind of strange, um, you know, thing to say because you know a band wants to sell its records, but um, but at the time those bands were so fierce and mm -hmm. looked so kind of hard, so like the kids at school that you wanted to stay away from. Yeah. So what? So um, you mentioned being on a a, a council estate away from that. What was like the the thing most listened to around you? Locally. Oh no! I, I mean, th was, those those you, you know, I I I remember uh, growing up and hearing the jam and just thinking they were they were amazing. But but at the time, I was buying records by David Soul. Yeah. Now nobody will know who David Soul is. Nope. But when I, when I was growing up, there was a TV detectives um, uh, thing on at nine o'clock on a Saturday night, which you if you were lucky, you got to stay up and watch just before match of the day. And it was called Starsky and Hutch, and one of the detectives in that was David Soul, and he he, he was putting out little country songs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm ashamed to say that my the first single I ever bought was 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 by him, and that that was that you know that was 1976, yeah, like a guilty when, pleasure. Yeah, 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 when punk started, and I've only over the course of time I've only realised how powerful punk was, and how powerful punk movement it was, and how new wave came out of the back that back of that, and and originated lots of different sounds and styles. Um, and I've only sort of discovered that over the years since. Really, I think that was a, a very fortunate musical period to live through. So there are lots of things we want to do with this really exciting podcast, but the main thing we want to do is get young, unsigned bands with original music to send us their recordings, the recordings that they're proud of, and we'll discuss them in the way that you'll hear in this podcast where we discuss our own song. We need your material. Send it to us and send it to us on bandemicpodcast at gmail.com. That's bandemicpodcast at gmail.com. Bandemic pandemic with a b b-a-n-d-e-m-i-c pandemic podcast at gmail.com and you will see that email address on the description for this podcast please send us your music and we will give it an outlet in these difficult times